Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm Carlene Savage, conflict resolution expert and your host for today. Guess what we're talking about today? Just what is conflict resolution? What is it anyway, Carlene? What is it? I'm going to tell you a big, bold secret that you're not going to want to hear. And that is, did you know that the majority of us have know all about conflict resolution? know all about it, and yet we can't get to it in a way that settles our heart. I'm talking about the way where it doesn't churn over and over in your head, the way that it doesn't beat you to a pulp, doesn't ruin your spirit, doesn't suck the wind out of you. That is the kind that we should be after, but that is not the kind we are doing. And I can tell you that in 100% of the cases, in 100% of the cases, we know all about it, but we miss being able to have whole, W-H-O-L-E, whole conflict resolution. Conflict, we know how to get into. But do we really understand what healthy conflict is? And if we did oh my goodness, how much better would the world be? At least from my side of the table, I look at it and go, if you knew healthy conflict, whoo, baby, how much better it would be. And the real meat, the real juice, the nectar is in the resolution. And when I hear these danger statements you know, the flashing red lights, danger, danger, danger. The ones that really scare me are the ones that say the statements like, well, you realize that's their problem. It's not yours. You realize that they did that, not you. You realize, you realize. And those are danger statements to me. Why? Because usually there, there's something wrong in that mix. Other danger statements for me are, he's a narcissist. And my first question is, is we have to be so careful about judging and throwing those statements out into the world, into the universe, to let other people be sucked in by those. Is it clinically diagnosed narcissism? Is it partial narcissism? Is it, well, I went through a list and therefore, because I know, oh, I'm going to tell you this crazy story. When I was younger, um, it was really, and, and it really comes down to throwing things out in the world and without knowing and how much that can hurt society as a whole and things as a whole. We are, we are built on this premise that we're trying to put good things out into the world. And yet when we, when we spew that stuff out, those are danger labels. Those are dangerous situations that we're spewing on somebody else. Okay, so can you have a really bad divorce? Absolutely. Can you have a selfish spouse? Absolutely. Can you be selfish? Yes. But to spew that out without diagnosis, without without a a specialist being able to tell you those things, 
that they're true. Um, danger. Those are danger statements for me. Now, does it mean that you don't live with a narcissist? No. Does it mean you do live with a narcissist? No. It just means be very careful of what we're spewing out and all of our righteousness, what we're spewing out into the world that is going to damage the people around us. Because as we put energy out there, it impacts the community, society, our home life, the people around us, our friendships, our extended relationships, our our relationships that we're trying to preserve. It will extend to that. Just our psyche, if we're in this space of, of negativity, that spews out into the world. So we just have to be careful. When I was younger, um, in a very interesting life. I didn't date. I can count all the dates I had on one hand. That's another story. But um, um, as I dated, or not dated, as I was a teenager, I had these young men that would come to my school, bring me flowers. And I'm not talking one young man. I'm talking about three. Then I'd have a you know, a bunch of young men coming to my home, not one, but maybe five. And as one, one would sit there, another one would come up and that person sitting there would leave, walk away. And the next one would come up. It was just the craziest thing. And so then there was a young man that really liked me. And, um, I eventually married him. Beautiful, right? Well, that's a whole another story, but yes, he's beautiful. But here's the thing. I found out that there were three guys that went to my now husband and told them that they had all slept with me. That is danger statements. That is changing somebody's future potentially because you make a claim that is not accurate. You haven't had diagnosed. So what was really great is my husband could have turned around and said, you know, when was this? Where was this? And then he would have found out I never dated. You know, I didn't go out. I didn't. How, so how is that possible? Um, it's not that I couldn't get into my own trouble, but, you know, those kinds of questions. But in, in his support, he didn't even ask. It didn't even matter. He didn't. I don't know what he did with that, but it never really landed for him. <clears throat> but that is my point of danger statements. So conflict, we know how to get into conflict. We need to be really careful of how we resolve. And so what is conflict resolution? Conflict resolution is a healthy way, a healthy way to come to understanding, to allow space for resentment, to... um to allow grace in in between each other when even when you're upset to know what are the things that you can do to um what do you bring it down to bring down the tension de-escalate the situation what are those statements what can those look like that is conflict resolution where does conflict happen conflict happens in between your ears <laughs> In between your ears. Now, all these conflict resolution people will stand out there and go, um, go, oh no, it's between two people and a, and a group and a, they'll tell you all sorts of things. But if they are going to tell you the truth, 
Here's where it begins, in between your two ears. And then it extends from there. Why? Because when you get upset about something, you're making ideas, you're coming up with conclusions, assumptions based upon something else that's happening. Now, it could be I'm waking up, I'm looking at myself in the mirror, and I'm assuming and I'm concluding that I am a little porky. <laughs> or, you know, and I tell myself that in my head, right? Or you look stupid, or you're, you're too old to be wearing that, or, 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 or. What we do is that we torture ourselves first, because then we know how to do it to other people. We know how to mistreat ourselves. We know how to prejudge ourselves. We know how to label ourselves. And that's what makes us capable of going out and doing it to the world, going out and doing it to our spouses, our intimate partners, our children, their friends, our, our, the people at church who walk by us. Um, that is where that happens. I remember I was at church and my husband used to play basketball a couple nights a week. And it would be around 10 o'clock at night. He'd play 9.30, something like that. Or he'd play like 8.30. Pleh, who cares? Anyway, um, there was a gal. And my husband would play basketball with these men. And I would always go and watch. He'd liked me to go and watch. And, I'd, you know, we'd known each other since we were teenagers. And so I liked watching him play basketball. And I'd sit there. And so other women would begin to come and sit with me and we'd have an, an evening of chit chat. And it was so wonderful. Um, and it was nothing planned. But what happened is this man came up and I said, so, you know, why, where's your wife? And he goes, she doesn't really like to come to church because um, the women kind of look at her funny and they don't really talk to her. And I went, oh, what? Now, what can I do? I could say to that lady, you know what? It's their problem, not yours. That doesn't make her feel any better. That doesn't change the outcome. It doesn't even matter. What matters is she doesn't feel comfortable coming because they don't talk to her because she gets that vibe. Now, is she spot on about the vibe? I don't know. I didn't go ask all these people, but she gets the vibe. So what happened is I went over and I knocked on her door at 930 at night. And I said, she opened the door and I said, shame on us. And she went, oh my gosh, thank you. And I, we went in and we ended up having this long, lovely conversation until her husband got home. Here was the problem. The problem is this woman was drop dead, stunning piece of gorgeous work. She was beautiful. She knew how to put on her makeup. Her hair was done. She was blonde, tall, slender. She knew how to rock an outfit and that made a lot of these churchgoers that were 50, 80, 100, 150 pounds overweight really uncomfortable. Now, is that a claim? Sure, it's a claim. But it also, I get it. I understand what that looks like and feels like. And that makes people uncomfortable when somebody looks a little bit different, a little bit better. And if we're going to be honest, just freaking puts me to shame, really. And that's what can happen when we create those decisions that we're going to judge ourselves first. We're going to torture ourselves first. We're going to do all this negative self-talk. And then we go out into the world and we spew it everywhere else. 
Oh, yes, we can sit there in our beautiful defense and act like we're, you know, that that's not happening. And yet it is. Why? How do we know? Because studies show that 75% of our thoughts are negative. 75% of our thoughts are negative. So where does it start? Where does conflict resolution start? Right in between our ears. And then we walk it out into the world. Now, what does resolution look like? As I said before, resolution looks like grace, space, questioning a few things, being genuinely authentic with who you are, where you are, what your barriers are, what your prejudice, biases, what your limitations are, who you like, who you don't like, just being very clear about what that looks like. And instead of going out and telling everybody else how they need to feel and how they shouldn't feel and how they, what they should and shouldn't do, resolution is about understanding where you feel, where you don't feel, where you give space, where you shut the door, where you plant your feet, where you advocate, where you defend, where you fight fiercely, where you're petty. I love Will Smith's wife, Jada. She said she is one petty, you know, she says it beautiful. Oh my gosh. I love, I love how truthful and honest she is. That's a scary thing to watch, to watch a person be very honest about who they are, because it's almost like you wonder if they're going to turn it on you. But that's not necessarily the safe resolution. Resolution is safe too. It's exposing. Don't get me wrong. It's uncomfortable. But it's also a very safe place because when you understand how to resolve in a healthy way, all of a sudden, there's no fear in that. You can say, I'm worried about what you might say next. But even that will dispel, even that will de-escalate the opportunity to give you a zinger. So what is conflict resolution? Conflict resolution is a combat, a, a, a challenge of thought versus reality, of thought versus emotion, of truth, of torture versus truth, of, um, and resolution is grace, space, time, um, understanding, allowing. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs>